Hey guys, before we dive into this episode, I want to mention show sponsor Baby Trend. Now, if you use the code COVERME20, you'll be able to save 20% on everything on the website. But I want to mention their newest, latest, and greatest product, the CoverMe 4-in-1 Convertible Car Seat. Now, this car seat is unique in that it addresses the number one complaint experienced by mothers. They did their research on this, and that's sun in the child's eyes. Now, it's able to protect your child with their innovative and patent-pending integrated canopy, that offers high adjustability, ratcheting coverage, and side sun protection. The CoverMe also has a very convenient recline system, which includes a zero radius base and integrated recline flip foot. Basically what that means is the system allows your child to find a position that's comfortable to them while also limiting the amount of space taken up by the seat when it's in that rear facing position. So be sure to head over to babytrend.com and use that code CoverMe20 to save 20%. You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you're here, as always. And if this is the first time that you're tuning into the show, welcome. I'm so glad that you found the show, and uh, hopefully you're doing a deep dive into all of the past episodes that we've had over the years. And uh, I'm thrilled to share the work of my guest with you today. Her name is Sonia Choquette. You probably already know who she is, but I'll give you a little background. She is a celebrated author, a spiritual teacher, a six-sensory consultant, and transformational visionary guide. As an enchanting storyteller, Sonia is known for her delightful humor and adept skill in quickly shifting people out of psychological and spiritual difficulties and into a healthier energy flow. She's the author of 19 internationally best-selling books about intuitive awakening, personal and creative growth, and the transformational leadership capabilities that reside within. And in this episode, we're discussing her book, Ask Your Guides. This is something that caught my attention. It was a re-release of a book she put out years ago, and it's all about how we get in touch with our spiritual guides, with our angels, and what those things, how multi-layered that dimension of life, of consciousness, of existence actually is. Um, And it's interesting because no matter where you are in the world, there is a tradition of asking for help from the spiritual world, whether you're in Asia or even in the Catholic faith, you always have this tradition of these other beings. And so it's interesting that it's part of our DNA as humans. And yet for many, it's still considered somewhat woo woo and kind of out there. So if you are looking for a little guidance today, I've got you covered. She is going to break down how to get in touch with these loving beings and guides that do truly want the best for us and how to receive that information so that we can then go out and make the best decisions possible in our lives. So get ready, take some notes if you need to. This is a really fun episode. And I think when you're listening to it, you're gonna feel more possibilities, more opportunities than you might've been feeling before tuning in. So it's an expanding episode to be sure. So please, if you love it, share it with a friend. That's the best way to uh, get the show out to more and more people. And please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That really does so much for the show. Thank you and enjoy. Well, hello, Sonia. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. It's my favorite subject. It's my number one interest. So it was a pleasure to be invited. 
Yeah. So just to give our audience a primer on you, if as if they didn't already know, take us back through your origin story and how you as a child started to be more sensitive to the spiritual world and how you got into this work. I believe that this is all very much attributed to the modeling I had from my mother. Um, I've actually done studies on this. Intuition is definitely either emphasized or, or ignored based on how your mother models wow. her intuitions. So my mother was born, um, I was born to a mother who was deaf. She wasn't born deaf. She lost her hearing during the war. So because she was hard of hearing and, and depended heavily on hearing aids to very little success, she taught us by modeling to listen with your whole body and not to listen to words, but to listen to vibration. And she would actually at times, you know, say, I don't hear your words, but I hear what you're saying because I feel it. Mm. And I've done a lot of study on that in, in over the years to sort of understand what came naturally to me. And I do, I have learned plenty about the research that the whole body is a listening tool and that we are, we can pick up and, and receive if we pay attention and we have that awareness to, to experience so much more than just what our ears will take in because our ears often tune out, are tongue numbed out or are overwhelmed. So I grew up in an, in an environment with my mother's modeling that said, listen to your spirit, listen inward, listen to energy and trust it, trust your vibes. And it was because their vibrations either coming from my spirit or coming from the outer world that my spirit is recognizing, she said that for, is what will take care of you in life. It took care of her um, as a prisoner of war in World War II. It kind of saved her life. It directed her and guided her to meet my father, whom she married and lived. They lived, you know, married for almost 60 years before he passed. So, so it was a natural experience for me. It was nothing... In fact, by the time I got to school and noticed other people were not listening to their vibes or acknowledging their inner voice, I thought that strange and upsetting. Yeah. Like how, how can you get by? How, how, how can you feel connected and secure and guided without this? So from six to 12 was sort of learning the world was a mixed bag. Some did, most didn't listen to their vibes. And around 12 and forward, I made it really my life's purpose to help people reclaim what is very natural because I believe we need it. Yes, absolutely. And I want to dive into the book. I know it's a revised edition. The original came out, but I this is the first time that I've come across it. And it was so well written and so clear and actually gives you practical ways to connect to your intuition, to connect to your guides, but to give our audience a little bit of a better understanding. I think they understand like, yes, you feel vibes, you feel people's energies, but you take it even further. I mean, you talk about angels and guides. So can you take us through what actually exists out there and what's the difference between guides and angels? Well, first of all, the subtle realms are as populated as your neighborhood. I mean, there are so many layers of of consciousness and awareness and and 
Lots of scientists have acknowledged this. It's becoming uh, a new pioneering place. But I've always grown up. I grew up Catholic. Catholics knew it. They always talked about your your angels, your saints, your departed loved ones. Most traditions um, in Asian tradition, they talk about building, you know, they have the altars and they pray to the ancestors. And then in the Latin traditions, they have the home altars. So it's in our DNA. It is globally in our DNA to inherently know that there's more than meets the eye. And the truth is we have such an an enormous support system to help us. And it's in, it comes in two departments, actually three. The first is angels. Angels are divine beings who've never been incarnated in and embodied physically. They are ambassadors that, that are sent to God from God to help you. And your first guide of any sort is your guardian angel who walks you into your body, walks you through life and walks you back to heaven when you when your life journey comes to an end. So a lot of people have had an experience of guardian angels. Those are those moments where you just, oh, and guardian angels, even though they've never been physically incarnated, can present and take yeah. on a physical appearance in an emergency. So this is like, have you ever been in that crisis and someone showed up out of nowhere, like you flat tire on the highway at midnight, someone toodles along and gives you a, a, you know, either a tire change or takes you into, you know, kind of puts the toe on and takes you to town and then disappears. Or if you're in a crisis and someone just somehow says, you know, I'm here, let me help you. And just, they're moments, they're brief, but they're turning points. They really show up to reassure you, you are not alone. I am protecting you. I am with you and you'll get through this. There's all kinds of angels. There are what we call the SOS angels, which are like groups of angels that come in in crisis. There are angels that help you just just get through life. There are angels that inspire and protect you. So I write about that in the different um, the different dimensions and hierarchies and departments of angels, including archangels, which are like quarterbacks of the angels, and they're very protective. And then we have guides, and guides are like the volunteer corps. They rotate in and out. So our guides change as we grow and evolve. And they show up depending on what we are focused on and where our attention needs and where interests lie. So if you are all of a sudden learning to cook, you'll get some cooking guides who come (laughs) in and help you. If you want to write, you'll get writing guides. If you want to play music or compose music, you can call in musical guides. They come in to help you on many levels. So there's helper guides who come to help you with these daily life experiences to be the best. We have joy guides, and these are guides who show up to help us keep our humor and perspective and, and, and our levity when life gets very hard. They show up often at funerals and they make people burst into silly laughter. And it's usually at about every funeral, there's one at least, who is encountering a joy guide and starts laughing and gets everybody laughing. Mm -hmm. So they're here when we are just heartbreaks, you know, when our heartbreaks are too hard to bear, when our frustrations, our anger, our perspective is lost, the joy guides come in. 
We have healer guides. Healer guides come and they help us. He, the word healing means to be whole, to heal. So they help us body, mind, and spirit. They help us with physical illnesses sometimes. A healer guide might show up and drop a book on your head out of, you know, at the bookstore. Well, we're not in bookstores at the moment, but, or as you're cruising or, you know, perusing um, books online, that's like pops out and it's just exactly speaks to the challenge you have or someone in your family. We have, they'll help us with our emotional state. So they might direct us to healers, teachers, information that would give us relief if we're in agony or pain or suffering emotionally. And they help us spiritually heal too. If we feel disconnected from our spirit and lost and alone, they show up. You might overhear a conversation. You might be driving down the road and something pops on the radio. Someone might just mention this, say, you know, I just read this great book. You should read it. The interesting thing is once you start paying attention to the guided world, Initially, it feels random and one-off, and what, what an interesting coincidence. That was weird. But once you start paying attention, it's more consistent. Yeah. And when you really start paying attention, it's every day. And that's what's so wonderful. And that's when life changes and you begin to realize, I'm not alone. And I have a lot of loving help. And it's up to me to turn on my awareness to connect. They're here all the time. There's guides for everything and angels for everything. I love that. And it's so comforting, comforting, I think, you know, to know that and to know that there's this other, and I love how you said these subtle, the subtle world, the subtle dimension out there, because like you said, I think a lot more attention from the scientific community is being brought onto this. So it is giving it more weight for the woman listening who, who gets it, who has felt this or seen the synchronicity in her own life. How can we begin to start speaking directly to these guides? You know, the onus is on us to connect and to listen. Listen, how do we go about doing it? Well, we begin by first paying attention to what we're paying attention to. Because if we're paying attention to the clamoring noise in our head, or we are overwhelmed by too much noise in the world, we're not going to pick up the subtle messages. So I recommend a few moments every day of stillness. And it doesn't mean go into deep meditation, just be still. Still your body, breathe through the nose, and this begins to calm your nervous system and quiet your brain. If you even try it right now, and you feel relief as you breathe in and out. Yoga has advocated for this, and it's ancient wisdom. So then once you get still with 10 breaths, you can begin to start listening. So first I suggest that don't listen to your head. No guidance there. No guides there. I call that the bad neighborhood. So don't <laughs> listen. To you want to first start listening to the sounds around you and not and try to listen without reacting. Just listen and notice how how you're either it's going to teach you to start listening because most of us are tuned out. Yeah. And if you can do this outside or on the front porch or in the backyard, even better, because when we start listening to nature, we start expanding our range of energy that we receive because conversation and radio and internet, it's a certain range, but nature goes beyond that. So it starts to take us up. We hear the birds and we can hear the trees and we can hear the wind. Then we can maybe hear the sun. 
or the clouds. So we begin to engage our imagination and our bodies and we begin to, to notice what we normally tune out because guidance is really a matter of noticing what's there, mm-hmm. not, not trying to grab onto something, but to become aware. So that's a fun little exercise. And then turn your attention inward to your body and ask yourself, what am I feeling inside that I haven't paid attention to? What guidance am I feeling? Not what fear, not what thoughts, but, and especially as mothers, as, 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 as parents, because mothers have a deep intuition already active for their children. It's, it's natural. It's organic. Yeah. So what am I feeling? And ask yourself, what if, if I had guides, because the door to the guides is imagination, If I had guides, what would they be telling me right now? What would they tell me? What might they be telling me that I haven't acknowledged or I've tuned out? And then ask the question out loud and then answer the question out loud. Mm -hmm. Because if you answer it out loud, you go to your heart. If you go, if you answer it Silently, you go to your head and you're not going to get any guidance there. But if you go out loud, your throat goes to your heart, goes to your belly, goes to where the guidance comes. And because it's there and because it's natural, you will get an answer. And don't look for the right answer, just whatever, knowing that, okay, okay. And then feel what it feels like once you voice that. So let's try it with you, Liz. Let's just do it now. Okay. Okay. So take a breath in through the nose and out a few times. And just notice how your body relaxes and unwinds. Take just another one. We'll do three. Take another breath in and out. And one last breath just, just to quiet your nervous system. And then just answer a question or two. What If you were to listen to what's around you, what do you hear? that you did notice a minute ago? I hear the birds outside. Nice. And the trees, yeah. And now go inward. Take your attention to your heart. Just imagine that your heart is speaking to your guides and angels all the time. So with that, and you're just curious, if you had an angel, a guardian angel, What would that guardian angel be suggesting or making you aware of that you haven't paid attention to? Just whatever comes to mind, just make it up. I think I'm too much in my head right now. I feel like I have to come up with a good answer. No, you don't. You don't have to come up with a good answer, but I'm glad you said that because that's what most people would do. So no, we don't have to come up with a good answer. We just have to feel what's in our heart and learn to express what we feel. So what do you feel in your heart? If you had a loving guardian angel standing right behind you, right with you, and you felt that in your heart, and let's imagine that, what would your guardian angel be saying to you right now? More connection. Okay, feel that. That's what I just heard, yeah. Yeah, connect with you some more, but it's here in your heart. It's a feeling, it's not a thought. Yes. It's okay. And then you know how you know you get guidance because the minute you announce it, you smile. And I have chills. 
Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's, a, it's a physical thing. You all, and I've taught this in, in every country, just about in the world. I've been mm-hmm. all over the world. I don't care what language. The minute you make some connection with your guide, your angel, you smile. Yeah. Oh, you that's fabulous. Connection. So you're not, you're not making it up in your head. You're having a real experience. Yes. Oh, a visceral that's experience. That's really important for people to know is that you can look for that real experience. And that's your reassurance. So here's a fun question. Now that we're aware that your guy angels there, is your angel on your left or right side? I feel over here. Okay. I feel like it's my left. It. You just go with it. So it's like, okay, so now I know you're here. And just for fun, because it's all your reality, give your angel a name or ask your angel or your guide for their name. And what pops in your head? What is your name, Jordan? Okay. <laughs> See? It's like, where'd that come from? And that's another signature of a guide. It surprises you. Yeah. It's like, that surprised me, but okay, I'll take it. I don't even know any Jordan, so it's not yeah, like it's kind of seeped and in. Then, and don't rationalize after the fact. Okay. Just don't go there. It's like, okay, Jordan, I'm going to need your help. And now I'm glad we've made a connection because I'm going to be asking you to do lots of things for me. But that's my question. I mean, what do we go to our guides and our angels for? I don't want to inundate them with, you know, minutia. Really? Where's my keys? What's for, should I have this for breakfast or that? Where's my keys? What does my baby need? How can Mm. we have fun today? Are we safe? You know, what, what can we do that will be safe? Just absolutely. There is no such thing as my minutia in the guide world. They're just happy to help, but they can't interfere unless you ask. Oh, okay. Okay. Now here's the thing. Guides will make suggestions, but you're the boss. So you don't say guides, you tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Like suggest and I get to decide. Okay. So now with all of this positive light and support in the universe, I know you do also cover negative entities and energies. Can we talk about that and how to protect ourselves from that? And why do they even want to interfere in the human realm? Okay. First of all, we need to disempower any or disconnect any fear you have. Everything is a matter of vibration. Okay. So negative entities have no power. The power that they are given is the power of your attention. Mm-hmm. Now, if we are not committed to our health, if we're out every night drinking and smoking and getting stoned and, and being disrespectful, our spirit kind of vacates the premises because we're toxic. And then the negative entities is like a beautiful house that's abandoned. The squatters move in. You know, the negative energies will come in. They're just riffraff. They're just energies that are just kind of free floating in the universe, homeless beings that will take up residence and start to influence you because you've clearly abandoned being connected and responsible and and loving of your own life. It takes a lot to get connected to negative entities. You're not vulnerable to be overwhelmed or ambushed, okay? It's all a vibrational match. If you're basically doing your best, trying your best, meaning your best, then you will attract beautiful vibrational guides and angels to help you. If you are hurting yourself intentionally, ignoring all the clues, being vicious, being awful, trying to hurt people, you're going to attract the same vibration because eventually you'll have enough negative experience. Hopefully you'll stop. Yeah. 
So I, you know, people say, how do I protect myself? It's like, well, then don't be a funky person. Mm. Be kind, be loving, be responsible and set your intentions to have a good life and to take responsibility for your life. And you're pretty protected. I love that. I love that because I think, you know, especially in the Catholic tradition, you know, you've got like exorcisms and I grew up Catholic as well. So I'm well-versed. I, I, didn't, have, I didn't have any actual exorcisms. They're <laughs> pretty rare. But I will say that if you, if you have any sort of a spiritual practice, it doesn't have to be religious, but just a practice to affirm your basic goodness, affirm your connection to the universe, affirm your place in this world and feel loved and be at, to the best of your ability, loving and know I have to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get tired. I'm going to get cranky. I'm going to get reactive. I can be victim-y, but if I'm learning and I'm interested in learning to be my best self, then you have you will never encounter the um, any influence of negativity in the spirit realm that has any power. If you feel bad vibes, just say to the light, mm-hmm. to the light, say no, not in my house, not in my world, not in my body, not in my brain. To the light, you have that power. You know who said that so wonderfully was Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. You have a sacred place in you. You, nothing can invade that sacred light in you. Nothing. And I really advocate for that same belief to the light. No way, no squatters in my world, no squatters in my house. And love yourself enough that you don't put up with the company of severe negativity. Walk mm-hmm. away. Yeah. And that's something that Maya Angelou would say too. You know, I I heard her in an interview and she said, if there was anyone in her house at a party and they started talking negatively about someone else, she would ask them to leave. And she felt no bad, you know, bones about it. Like you need to leave now because you're not really support that Liz. I think we need to be fearless and ferocious protectors of the light. Hmm. Now here's an interesting question. Can we become guides once we pass on? Like, could we become guides to our Absolutely. Okay. We actually can be guides as earth guides too. Your guides can use you to talk to someone else who needs a, Mm. a, 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 a piece of information, a book, a recommendation, a hug, an affirmation that you're wonderful. We're all helping each other on this plane and the beyond. The universe is very is a beautiful, beautiful orchestration of loving light and support that we belong to and contribute to. Yeah. So good question. And yes. That's awesome. And why, I mean, why do you think we are here? I mean, you kind of said we're here to learn and to grow, but why? What is the point? We are here because we chose to be, because we wanted to have the human experience to learn to create in this beautiful dimension. This is the only dimension that we know of in the universe where you can actually have a direct experience of how your own consciousness manifests. Mm -hmm. And so we're here to learn that as a grand experiment. And if we remember and take responsibility and do learn that life becomes a magic shop. It's fun. It becomes an adventure and it's not, it's not a torture chamber. It's only when we don't recognize that we are the creators of our reality and we can always choose, 
always choose. We can't choose what's happening. We can choose how we respond, but we can also choose not to respond feeling alone. I choose to respond, but I also choose to let my angels and guides come and help me fully and bumper to bumper from my first breath to my last. I choose to be connected, guided, loved, and helped. And I choose to be grateful and receptive to that. So we're here to have that experience. And it's marvelous. Marvelous. (laughs) What are some of the more exceptional things that have happened in your life by trusting? You know, for someone listening who's like, oh, that sounds like a nice thing to believe in. I don't know if I really believe in it, but let's give them some weight behind why this would be a good thing. If you don't believe in it, you're very last century. Okay, you are, really, you are not in current reality. You are not in current quantum physics. You don't believe it. Your brain and the brain itself can be a very limited function. So for those scientists out there, I suggest you watch a video by David Eagleman called The Brain, which basically points out that your brain is just a very fascinating machine, but it's not very effective. And it's always in the past and it gets stuck and it doesn't pay attention. So we have to know we have another brain called the heart and the heart is connected to everything. And when you connect with the heart, you connect to the present moment Mm -hmm. and you connect to the help of the present moment. And that's where your magical life begins. I had a guide once. I had a a strong desire when I was in my... um, I was 20. I wanted to become, I wanted to go to France. So I quit school and became a flight attendant and didn't get to France. I only got to Peoria, not Paris. So I went (laughs) back to school and I asked if I could get re-enrolled and be in the study abroad program. And my, the French teacher said, absolutely not. You can't come in. You're not a student. It's too late. No, 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 no. And I walked out and I said to my, my guides, if, if you put this in my heart, you've got to show me how. And I got a clear direction to go to the dean. Mm. Now, I was a shy 20-year-old. To go to the dean of the university was a very intimidating option. But I knew that was guidance. I could choose to listen or not. So I did. I overcame my fears, went to the dean, got an appointment, which was a miracle because the secretary said I had to have an appointment and it would take weeks. And the deadline was that day. He happened to walk in as I was saying, I have to speak to him. It's a soul thing. He invited me in his office, heard me out and said, I'll, I'll get back to you. And I got not only accepted to the program, I got a full tuition scholarship. Oh my goodness. I can tell you a thousand stories like that. Mm-hmm. And they're in my book. So the point is, if you say, I don't believe that, I want to believe that, you're a drag and you're making your life a drag and you're making yourself miserable and you are cutting yourself off from all the fun and fabulousness that life has to offer. And why? Einstein said it. You can live your life two ways, either that nothing is a miracle or everything is a miracle. Yes. You choose. You choose. It is you a choice. choice. Yeah. And either way, you'll have that experience. So I invite you to choose the miracle and let yourself be helped. Oh, I think that is such a great note to end it on. Sonia, where can everyone find out more about your work and get the book? Well, my book is um, available on, on all online sites. Hay House is available, Audible, if you want to, if you're a listener, Amazon, it's also there, Barnes and Noble. And come to my website. It's my name, SoniaChoquette.com. 
And I have immediately an opportunity for you to engage in my site and get some guidance from your when your guide. So it's, it'll be a fun little adventure to come visit me and have your first contact with one of your guides. Beautiful. And of course, guys, all of that will be in the show notes for you. Sonia, this was so much fun. The time flew by. I wish I could talk to you the rest of the afternoon. Thank you so much for all it of your wisdom. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Trust your vibes and ask your guides. All my love. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with a friend, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.